We are back. Welcome back, everybody. Here with Mac and Stock for another episode, and super pumped to have him. We got Ted Mann from Collex. Ted, welcome. Yeah, welcome, Ted. Thanks for having me on, guys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Ted, I think it's a good starting point. Have to ask the. I'm assuming you're a sports guy. Who's your favorite team? Well, so I, I, I I'm, uh, I'm in Philly. I'm right outside Philadelphia. So rooting for all the, all the local Philly teams. Um, I mean, I, I, I grew up outside New York, so I might have had different allegiances back then, but we won't talk about those. Uh, <laughs> I'm mostly rooting for the Phillies and the Eagles. Right. Yeah. Well, I figured that was the case. Good time yeah. to be an Eagles fan too. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great time. We're, um, we're actually friends with the, uh, the Eagles coach, so I'm also, uh, you know, personal connection there. So rooting for them uh, doubly because of that's them. awesome. Well, I'm a I'm a 49ers fan, so I'm going to leave the podcast now, and uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, I guess I'll talk to you guys later. So yeah, we, we love my son drafted. I think he put Christian McCaffrey as his number one pick in all the the fantasy leagues. So we we love the Niners too. So. Yeah, no, it was a it was a tough 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 playoff, but you know, good for you guys. I like Sirianni's a, a I I love him as a coach. I think he's got that passion is just uh, unmatched. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, really nice family. Uh, my son's like you know, best buds with his little kid, and they're both playing football now too. That's so, awesome. They, That's they really cool. Football. All right. Well, what you got, Mac? What else we got? No, I was gonna say, you know, Ted, you and I had a chance to meet in the national, which was fun because I was familiar with Collect. I'd used the app before. It had been a while, and it was funny because I was actually in the air- airport when I think David had sent me a note. It was like, hey, you're gonna be around. Why don't you just swing by? And so I did. And I had a chance to hang out with you all for a few minutes, which was a lot of fun. Um, I think it's a good starting point would just be great to kind of jump into just a little bit about the story and kind of how you came up with the idea, kind of how we got to where we are now. Sure. Yeah, no, happy to. Uh, so this whole journey for me started with uh, with my kids getting obsessed with with trading cards um, a couple of years ago, um, kind of like mid pandemic. And it's funny, at the time, it was all Pokemon cards. Um, so my, my older son, Charlie, who's now 11 was just like obsessed, obsessed, obsessed. And, uh, you know, got, you know, got really good, got really into them, started doing lots of, uh, deals with his friends and reached that same point that I remember reaching when I was a kid, not with Pokemon, but with sports cards where he, I, you know, he was, he would do deals on the playground. And then after the fact realize, oh no, I just traded away my $200 Charizard for, for nothing, what did I do? Like, and so he would ask me to like unwind those trades and like get the cards back. And I was like, you know, Charlie, I'm not going to do that, but I I'll do you with you what my dad did with me, and I'll teach you how to figure out what your cards are worth. Um, and so that set us down the road of like, okay, what are the what are the tools for doing that? I hadn't I hadn't touched my trading cards since I was a kid, um, and so I started looking for all the tools and was a little frustrated that I couldn't find anything better than what I had when I was a kid, which was like, I started resorting to using the Beckett guide. There was, of course, you know, I quickly learned how to use like eBay and 130 points, some of the other tools that I could find online. Um, But let's just say every time Charlie would come to me, asking me to look up a card, it was a giant chore. And I got to to the point where I got so (laughs) darn frustrated uh, with how how time consuming and, and difficult it was, and how it was like next to impossible for you know a uh, then you know nine or ten year old kid to do that, um, I said you know we got to be able to build something that, that can make it a little bit easier. So um, so the sorry long story short, the app kind of began as a little side project to help Charlie price his Pokemon cards, 
Um, and the first version of it wasn't intended to be something in the app store or anything like that. It was just, uh, was it just a private app that he had on his phone? It was an, it was, you know, Airtable, the spreadsheet app. Yeah. It was like an Airtable, which Airtable is really nice because you can take a picture, add it to your spreadsheet to look up. And so it was just like an Airtable that would like, you take a picture and it would like give you a number, like give you a price, um, scraped from like one Pokemon set. But that on the basis of that alone, we realized, wow, this is like Charlie scanned, you know, like a thousand cards off that one that one spreadsheet and then every other kid in town started you know felt like they were out outmatched uh in in the uh <laughs> the negotiating and so they all asked me to clone the air table and you know maybe the 30th kid that i cloned the air table for I'm trying to teach these kids how to use a spreadsheet too which is weird um i was like maybe this this really should be an app um it was actually when all their dads started coming to me saying like <laughs> Can you do this for my uh, for my baseball card collection? You know, I was like, oh, hmm, probably could. So, um, you know, and you know, eventually, you know, got the band back together. Got a bunch of the the engineers and other folks that I've worked with on on prior startups uh, around the table. Told them about the idea. Said I think we should build this, and uh, so that's what we did. And we launched it a little over a year ago. Um, about about a million users now who've scanned. Uh, to over 200 million cards to date. That's that's I'm, pretty incredible. I'm one of them. Yeah, you 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 and me both. The the funny thing you, that you brought up was like I noticed that too because during the pandemic I was one of those people, those grown men that decided to get back into cards because I had nothing else to do. And that was always my my anger. I was like, do I really have to look in a magazine like I'm 5 years old again yeah. and kind of find these things? So it was really incredible that you guys put this together in such a short period of time. And was for that. And it's a really interesting thing for me too, is it brought back that nostalgia. For some reason, I always thought of like me looking through the magazine as being like quick and easy as a kid. Uh, now as a grown man, I just don't want to deal with it. But now this is quick and easy. And it's like this oh, weird my nostalgia. eyesight can't can't handle the the like phone book print anymore. Microprint. <laughs> and that's probably where my issue is. So like the nostalgia that I get from just being able to do a quick and easy search of these card prices. Is crazy. That's why I actually really enjoy the app a lot. I'm like, oh yeah, I feel like it makes me feel like a kid again because I can go through this quick and easy like I used to. Yeah, yeah, no, it's. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it was if it was quick at the time, but it was all that we had, right? All we had was the tough stuffs and the Beckets and and all that. Um, and so, I mean, now there are, you know, there are lots of apps and there are lots of websites that you can that you can check, but it is. At least for 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 my my boys and I, it was it was super tedious trying to like you know, you know figure figure it all out. I mean, they of course want to just be able to Google it and get an answer, and you get an answer from Google. It's just not ever the right answer when it comes to card prices. Um, it, so to get it's funny because I was thinking when I got back into the hobby, I actually made uh, I thought the I turned to Beckett, like you know, like most of us, Beckett was the name we remembered from growing up. And I actually thought I had to pay for a service, which I did. It was like $15 a month or something for like one month. I signed up for Beckett Premium or something where it gave me <laughs> access to a database I could search. And then I figured out the whole eBay thing. And I was like, God, I'm so dumb. And uh, <laughs> But I think getting back to the hobby, it is a, it's a learning curve. It's such a different world than what it was back in the 90s or back in the 80s. Totally. Yeah. I mean, all, all sorts of things that didn't exist when I was a kid, like grading, obviously. Um but you know, just the 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 way you store and you know manage your collection, I feel like that's changed quite a bit too. I mean, obviously the the the, the product nowadays, you know, um, all of the the parallels, refractors, and other variations, like it's all all very different. So it, it's really fun, though. I mean, it is 
it is so fun learning about it. And I think to me, that's probably the one of the things that, 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 that excites me most about this, um, not just as a business, but just like as, as a, as a, as an area to get, get involved and be passionate about is that, that you can help people level up and learn more. Um, and, you know, every time I go to a car show and I meet, you know, I meet guys like you, Mac, like, I feel like you teach me something, I teach you something and we get to, you know, everybody gets kind of elevated in the process, which is really cool. Um, there's just, I mean, I feel like you could, you could probably be in this space for, for, for decades and you still wouldn't know everything, right? There'd still be more to learn. Yeah. I, I have figured that out very quickly that I am, I just, I enjoy the space and I think most of us here probably would say the same thing, but I am not, I don't think any of us are encyclopedias of card knowledge. And I think I'm always amazed when I meet people that can tell me the most intricate details about a set from 1993 that it just, you know, it, to your point, it's one of those things where, you know, there's no shortage. Everyone can also enjoy the hobby in a different way, which yes. is kind of cool. Yeah. Right. Well, right. Yeah. And to be fair, I, I blame you, Ted, because whenever I go to these card shows and stuff now, these children that are probably 10, maybe 15 years old are way, way more knowledgeable of pricing of like what things are true. If you can trade things for, they have like these cases of well taken care of cards. And I'm sitting there with a backpack with a couple things inside. And I'm just like, I have no idea. But these kids are just so they're able to just, you know, adapt so quickly. I have two really young, young ones, two and eight months. So they're not quite there yet. But seeing these other kids that have the ability to learn this stuff so quickly is crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's cool. And it's, I mean, it's, it, it can be a steep learning curve, but um, I found out like at the nationalist year, my, my youngest who I would say was not very knowledgeable about sports cards coming into that show but he spent, you know, we dragged him out to Chicago. <laughs> it was a pretty fun road trip. Um, and and had him at the card show for, uh, I think it was four solid days. Um, I had to get him back to bring him back to camp all the time. But um, over those four days, he learned a ton. He would just go, we were in the breaking pavilion, and he would just go from breaker to breaker to breaker. And they would give him all the the you know, they were only really looking for the, for the big hits. And then they would give them all of the other, the comments, but they're really nice. And it's like, you know, tops Chrome comments. So he was all psyched. So he was gathering all his own, but in the process, like asking them questions and learning. And, yeah. uh, and so he walked out of that show, um, you know, I, I mean, with, with an incredible knowledge of, of, of all of the different products, all the people, all the, you know, he's already in the span of like a year become just an encyclopedia of sports knowledge. Like he knows everything about football, baseball, thanks to, you know, Madden and uh, uh, MLB the show. But now he also knows a ton about cards. So that's great. Um, I'm a little envious. Like, I feel like at that age, you can soak it up. Um, but, you know, I think, you know, anybody who gets into this hobby, you know, just when you go to your first show um, or you join your first like Facebook group, you you very quickly start to learn a lot really quickly. Yeah. I think that's the thing is like your app has enabled us to not feel like your son felt in regards to like, I feel like I gave up, you know, a certain card for way too little. So apps like yours enable us to me for me to go to a card show, which is already overwhelming and then not feel like I'm getting thrown into a buzzsaw in regards to getting taken by somebody that knows exactly what's going on with pricing and whatnot, you know, right away. So it's, it's a really, really helpful tool. Thank you. Yeah. I'd also say that's probably one of the things that is one of the biggest risks, like folks coming into the hobby. I think it's, it's, it is kind of a steep learning curve. And I think it's, um, 
you know, if you send the average collector or average Joe to a typical kind of local card show, I think, you know, they maybe are more likely to be taken advantage of one way or the other. So it's kind of nice that we are kind of empowering everybody with this information now. Yeah. So kudos to y'all for, for putting that together. Well, I, we, we did a little bit of market research at the start of the business, like before sort of, you know, going all in on this idea. I, I wanted to understand, you know, how, how, how big could this potentially get? And one of the things that I thought was really interesting about that, that, that research that we did is we looked at like sort of what is the existing market for cards? How many people are actually actively buying and selling? And it's a pretty big number. But then we looked at how many people own trading cards. And it's a massive number. Yeah. Right. Most people don't realize it's like 33% of all American adults own trading cards, yeah. whether they are sports or broken wow. um, or TCG. That's crazy. Um, yeah. It's like 85 million people. Right. Now, are 85 million people actively involved in the hobby? Of course not. But um, but the but the big question we were wondering was, could you expand that the, the, the current pool of people buying and selling on eBay and other you know, card shows and other secondary markets? Could you potentially expand that and and how do you expand and so we asked you know this this is a you know i mean we didn't survey millions of people but we surveyed thousands of people and basically we asked the question of like what would it ever take to get you to sell a card or buy a card at a show at a store mine and the the biggest blocker to most most of these folks um the uh you know roughly like 80 percent of collectors who don't actively participate in the secondary market is i just don't know what it's worth right i have no idea yeah. so it's like intimidating when i go in if i were to go to a show and i don't know if that's a good deal or not, right um so we're we're you know kind of like trying to solve that problem as best we can help them at least scratch the what's it worth itch and that's hopefully like the entry point to help, to getting them back in the hobby um, whether they immediately jump into buying and selling or if they're just like, you know, trying to decide, do I want to grade animate cards or just maybe learning a little bit more about my cards in the process, you know, we're hoping that that kind of opens the door again. Um, and there's no question we won't be able to get every collector out there, um, you know, to be fully back all, all in. But if you can build a kind of like a eventful on ramp to get people um, excited about cards and kind of rekindling maybe some of the love when they were a kid or if they are a kid you know kind of like yeah. having that first look. um it, it's it's a really big opportunity and i yeah. uh, hope that you know i you read about fanatics talking about like 10x in the hobby um i'm i'm a believer i'm a believer that that can be done um but you need you, you know you need to not only put out great product but you need to find other ways to kind of empower those collectors yeah i agree and, and that kind of leads into uh, another section too or question obviously with colex is you know, you guys acquired um, Car Dealer Pro pretty early on in your life cycle. But what about Car Dealer Pro kind of led you down that? What What about it? Is it something that will you kind of see helping grow the hobby by 10x? Or what about that company was something that really was interesting to you? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I can give you the whole crazy backstory. I know we got, we got, we got a little bit of time, right? You're fine. So oh, yeah. Car Dealer Pro... Um, is it, it, it's it's a really cool piece of software that enables dealers and stores to inventory their cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 really kind of servicing or, or you know working for a, a different not and it's not not for like your collect collector right. This is more for the professional seller that's looking to 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 grow their business. Um, it was actually started by a, by a guy who had a um, another. Uh, 
kind of another app that was that was more collector focused and and he kind of called me and said like paraphrasing a little bit but like you know i really love what you built with collects i think you nailed it on the on the app side um but i'm really much more interested in building something on the dealer and the store side and you know my answer was like i think that's that's great i think that's brilliant i think that's a huge opportunity because most card stores and dealers don't have any software to help them. And as a result, many of them are, um, are pretty rate limited in how much they can sell online. Um, because if you're going and manually listing each and every card using the eBay app, that can be quite time consuming. Yeah. You know, depending on how fast you are, I mean, it can easily take five to 10 minutes per card to list. And, uh, you know, if you're, you're selling really high-end cards okay that's probably not a problem but if you're selling like the five dollar cards you know that can start to you know the the, the cost benefit there is a little, a little off um so um so anyways we uh we we we, we kind of put our heads together and we realized like you know if we just bring these two things together um it could be a, a tremendous opportunity not just to provide software to the dealers and stores, but also to give this dealers and stores access to another marketplace, um, the collects marketplace where they can, where they can cross sell their cards. Um, so that's, that's kind of our, our vision for the thing is, yeah. is we have, uh, right now it's about 1300 dealers that use our software and they basically manage their whole online card business through card dealer pro, um, listing mostly on eBay. Um, but we're going to open it up to, some other marketplaces, including our own, and give people the ability to cross sell across multiple marketplaces. Nice. Um, and uh, it, it it's it's pretty cool. We have a, a big card dealer pro update coming out shortly, and uh, a bunch more stuff in the works uh, for this fall. Tell me, tell me more, Ted. <laughs> I'm actually have, I use card dealer pro. I have oh, you do scan, use it. Okay, I have a scan my scanner back there. I actually had to slow I'm down. I'm sorry. I'm like I'm like explaining all this to you. Like, no, yeah, no, I I do not have one, so it's incredibly this is, helpful. This is what it's for because I don't. Not a lot of people still don't aren't that knowledgeable about card dealer pro and all this stuff and how it works. I actually had to stop using it because I'm one person trying to sell cards, and it became a thing where I couldn't keep up with the amount. I realized it was like packaging was just taking me like a full day. And I was like, this is not my full-time job. I was just like, I need to slow down a little bit. So it's a great, the combination of quality. That's great. I mean, good problem to have, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, 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 we. <laughs> so yeah. So most, for anybody who doesn't know, like card killer pro, uh, most of the folks who use it um, because they're trying to rapidly accelerate the, the inventory creation, they'll use um, uh, Fujitsu now Rico, auto feed scanner most yeah. most popular is a, a model called the 8170 um which does about 100 cards a minute yeah um and you can feed them through loose you can also put them in through in in top loaders card savers um and it creates really beautiful image the scanner creates really, really beautiful imagery of the cards um it'll include like a black border around it so it looks like really stands out um and then you feed all those images into our software for dealer which basically uh, documents the cards, like puts all the, the card details on there. Um, and uh, when it, once it documents it, it basically is, is, we have all the rules in place to be able to kind of turn that essentially like a giant spreadsheet into a bunch of eBay listings. Um, and so that, that's kind of how it works. Um, we're the next version, you said, tell me more. Uh, so the next yeah. version is really cool. It's pretty hot. So this is us, 
kind of it's it, we've actually built the rebuilt the entire software soup to nuts on the back end. So it's lightning fast, um, far more accurate, way better user interface. Like we just kind of give the whole UI a whole <laughs> massive kind of rethink. Um, but probably coolest of all is that we're we're laying all the groundwork for the inventory management side of this. So when you go to you know scan all your cards, you add them into inventory. And then you can decide which channels you want to push them to. So you could say, I want to put them on eBay. I also want to put them on my own Shopify store. I also want to put them on my slabs or collects. And then cool. it will, they'll, they'll be listed in all these places and it, and it will sync the inventory. So when you sell, if you sell on eBay, it, it will update the inventory across the board. So you're not at risk of. That'd um, been a huge problem otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. One of the wonders a lot of stores have is they, they don't want to sell on eBay because they, you know, they might already have the card out on the store uh, on the floor. They don't, don't want to run into the problem of like, oh, I, I inadvertently sold the card in the store that just simultaneously sold on eBay, and now I got a whole headache to deal with. So yeah, we we kind of help solve keeping keeping all those inventories in sync. That's amazing. Yeah, that's the one thing is like it, if you have all those situations happening at one time and you sell one, then it's just more work going back and deleting each file from different places but if it's doing it for us that's a that's a crazy upgrade that's amazing yeah it's i mean so far we've got the most success working with uh, shopify um partners um like so a lot of stores that will use shopify as like their point of sale and like their online store that seems that works pretty well yeah um and so i'd say that's probably like the best case scenario because we can actually um, fire off notifications to say this car, this card has sold elsewhere, you know, take it out of the inventory. Um, you know, I think, you know, it's, 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 it, it still is a tricky thing, no, no matter which way you cut it. Cause if you're, you know, you know, you're selling at a show and you've got the same inventory, yeah. of the show that is also on eBay, you know, there's always that risk that you're going to have that problem. Um, but we're trying to kind of, um, figure out ways to, to, to minimize it. Sure. Yeah. It seems like you're what you're well on your way. Yeah. It's even cool. with several hundred. Glad that you're a user. I'm, I'm glad that you, you were able to sell you list a bunch of cards. It's, yeah. It's listen, cool. it, it was great. I got, I got, I was sold in the deal. I went to the first Burbank card show out in Burbank and they were showing off the Fujitsu and then I was just yeah. and then they, and they showed off how well it worked with car dealer pro and Colex and stuff. And I was just like, Whoa, this is crazy. So for me, it was just, I, I killed two birds with one stone. I could do a little bit of inventory and just like know what I have in my collection in one place. And then I like selling stuff on eBay and, and things like that. So it was just an easy way for me to list those things without spending, like you said, hours taking a photo and then going back in the app and posting it and things like that. Like I can go pretty quick, but not as quick as, as this stuff can can do for me. That's really cool. Yeah, no, it's great that you met the, the, the I love how uh, Don and like the, the guys at Rico have gotten like really into the hobby and like they, they go to the sh shows. They were with us at the national. Um, I don't know if you met them there, uh, Mac, but. Um, Within um, the table next to you or the same table? They, 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 they were at our booth. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, at, at, at Burbank, we had kind of adjoining tables, but yeah, um, but they didn't get a booth at the national. So they, Don just kind of like hangs with us. And uh, you know we have a bunch of a bunch of their scanners set up, so we get to kind of talk them up at the same time. 
Yeah. I mean, the scanning ability was just the, the first selling point. And then having all this additional amazing software was just like, oh, well, I'm done. So, yeah. One thing, was- one thing that always stood out to me is, is someone, I'm kind of a numbers geek. There's so many systems out there that have popped up for graded cards that for someone who collects a lot of raw stuff like I do, and I tend to find a lot of people into 90s NBA kind of fall in that boat too. There isn't as much out there that kind of helps you track something ongoing like your portfolio. So that was, mm-hmm. I realized that was the reason I found collects in the first place was I was looking for something that helped me track raw stuff a little bit easier. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that was my problem as well. I mean, when my, my boys were getting back into the hobby um, and we were trying to look up all my old sports cards, none of them were graded. Right. So we were, we were, um, we found a, like a couple on card ladder and sports card investor, but not very many. Um, and so, you know, they were super frustrated. I'm like, I think, you know, this card might not be worth, you know, a thousand bucks, but it's, it's probably worth like 20 or 30, you know? And I was like, I wanted to be able to find them. And so, uh, yeah, it was a little frustrated by that. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's a, a big part of our ambition is to be able to allow you to scan any card. Um, and we're not there yet by any means. Still get daily requests for NASCAR and Formula One that we don't have. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, we will eventually. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, we have uh, twenty million unique canonical records in our database at this point. Um, so it's a lot of cards that we're tracking, um, and I think uh, you know I, I don't know, I haven't looked in comparison to some of the other apps, but most of the ones that track the graded cards are tracking a much smaller subset of the card numbers. Yeah. So where do you, I guess, taking a step back, where do you see, I guess, the role of technology fitting into the collector's journey as we think about the next five years? Because what it seems like you all have, I think so many people think of you all as kind of being consumer facing, but you've kind of have this infrastructure now where you're catering both the consumer as well as to the LCS, which I I love because you're kind of trying to tie it all together. Where do you see this just going, I guess, over the next few years? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there is definitely going to be a lot of technology that comes into the local card stores and the dealers there really hasn't been any um uh for a long time I mean, a lot of card stores when i was um getting acquainted with the hobby are you know still um you know if they're if, at best they're using like an excel spreadsheet some of them are using using like paper ledgers i mean you go to card shows and you'll still see that right like where they're keeping track of it all on like a paper ledger so i i do think that you're going to see um more and more uh, technology coming into the stores. I think you're going to see more and more technology coming into the um, organization and supplies, um, which are still, when I look at like, you know, the state of like, you know, most people are still storing their cards in cardboard boxes, right? (laughs) With these like, you know, the penny sleeves and, you know, I think there is a lot of opportunity for collectors to 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 better manage their collection by just adding, it's not like crazy tech, right? Just adding some barcodes and QR codes into the process to allow you to know what's in that box and what's in, you know, be able to track everything a, a little bit more cleanly. Um, so I'm not trying to be too prescriptive on that, but I think that there is a lot of opportunity in the you you already you've already probably seen some things out in the marketplace, like some innovation going on with like, you know, card carrying cases like Zion cases or no city and things like that. Um, 
you know, obviously, you know, we've already talked about the the hardware side of the Fujitsu scanners. You know, I think that's really exciting. I think we'll continue to see more and more of that. Um, you know, I think you're you're just gonna. I don't know exactly what way it's gonna go. If there's, you know, if there's gonna be, um, I, don't, I, I, but I do expect there's gonna be a lot of innovation on that side. On the yeah, consumer side, you know, you you all, this is happening in real time. I mean, you got the, all the the live streaming platforms that are are crushing it and creating a killer experience. You've got apps like Collects, and we have a few competitors that do like you know scanning and pricing, evaluations, and collection management. So I think you'll you'll see more and more of that. And I'm sure there will be other great ideas that, that pop up in the in the weeks and months and years to come. Um, we're about to put out a feature on Collects. I, I don't know when this airs, but but I think it'll be out tomorrow. Um, so uh, you know probably by by the time this airs, uh, for sure, we'll have a feature called Collects AI. So we're going to have our own. Um, it's not, there's, there's, we're using the same sort of chat GPT language model, but there's like a bunch of additional indexes that we built, um, to allow you to ask questions and get answer, you know, learn about cards and get advice about cards, um, through, through, through a chat interface. Um, so we're, we're, you know, kind of in our own way, kind of like trying to, trying to push the, push the boundaries. A That's bit. awesome. I still think there's such a knowledge gap in that space. I was trying to find some pack odds on a set the other day. And I still, to this day, can't find information on this one specific set. And I, it just hit me that I think this is still a big problem out there. Not every site has all these details. So I think anything we can do to better equip people, the better. Yeah, you just uh, thank you for reminding me of that. I'm like, I'm making like a, a like a list of like all of the things that the Collects AI does not yet tell me about, but I want it sure. to. Um, yeah. Like, I want to know when the autograph signing is coming up, and I want to know when the next show is, and I want to know. The pack odds, like, and that information is all out there. Um, it's 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 undoubtedly not in out of the box, like you know, GPT four. But it's you know, if we can if we can find a way to source that data, put yeah. it in our own index. Yeah. It's it's really interesting to me. I always have this conversation with. Um, I always feel like every generation has a some sort of uh, technology knowledge gap. If you're not in the technology field. Uh, and I feel like what I've learned is this, I feel like AI for me is going to be my technology, might quite be my technology gap for my kids. Like they're going to be super knowledgeable, use it all the time and use it for way more advanced things than me just being like, hey, chat GPT, can you tell me the pack odds for something? Which is great for me. I love it. Uh, it do you see that like with your children? Do you see them like, do you see that like this might be that sort of thing going forward or do you think you know i i, I i'm not one of those parents that's like freaked out about my kids using ChatGPT. No. yeah i've been encouraging them yeah and i'm gonna like pat myself on the back here i think i'm i think i'm running circles around them right now on this stuff <laughs> I, mean, hey, no, that's I, I think it's it's amazing i mean i like the first version of the collects ai that we that we kind of like prototyped uh, i'm not an engineer by trade but i was able to like basically cobble it together <laughs> just by using ChatGPT to help me write the Python code. Um, so, um, yeah, it's pretty it's pretty incredible what you can do with it. Um, but um, it's far from perfect. I mean, it. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to go down this like technology rabbit hole, but yeah. it like it 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 hallucinates very convincingly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's we have actually we have done we have done a bunch of pro experiments where we 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 we, we trained it on something. And we've trained it on like real data with real answers. And then we compare it 
to the version that doesn't have those answers that that makes it up and sometimes the the the, the hallucinated answer actually sounds better than the real answer it's, yeah yeah it's interesting it's, it's really it's a, i love the way it's going I'm, I'm with you i'm my wife and i had a chat about it because she wasn't familiar with it and i said like look this is hopefully what our children will be using going forward and her response was like well wait could this can just write things for them and i was like yes and she was like well, what are they gonna do with this is they're just gonna write papers for them and stuff in school i was like look it's gonna be a helpful thing i was like no one told you that you shouldn't google things when you needed to google <laughs> things I was, google. Like, I was like this is what they're gonna be using i was like congratulations i was like they'll hopefully still be learning with what's going on but it's uh it's i love it too i think it's a from the littlest thing like it writing my ebay descriptions to the biggest things like you have said, you used but, it for that? Have you used it to write your eBay descriptions? I love it. Like you said, yeah. it is it is the most like it's ver- it's whimsical language though. I it's will say the it's whimsical verbiage that it uses is great for me. I love it. <laughs> Sorry to pump you for product suggestions, but would you like Card Dealer Pro to have it write descriptions yes. for you? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. You know, Card Dealer Pro will make make a description based on like the just kind of like you know plug and play from the the database data which i mean we do that already yeah but we can take that database data we could even like ask you if you want to like you know kind of pre-prompt it you know or kind of like you know um write this in in a in the southern dialect or whatever like however you want to like phrase your thing you know i'm uh i think it's great i think any way that you can differentiate yourself in any type of sales atmosphere is great and I think if I can differentiate myself on eBay sales by having a very whimsical description of all my cards is that much better for me. So yes, if Card Dealer Pro can do it and even separate itself. Yeah, we just have know. like a little option where you like just check off, like write my descriptions using. Yeah. Using the yeah. only limitation I've seen so far is it sometimes gets confused with the card number yes. fitting into the, your serial number. So it'll yes. think that that is like. If your card number is 42, it'll be like 42 of 199, thinking that's all combined. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good question. At least into a good question for you in regards to it. So I've noticed the AI, you know, obviously it's it's going to take time to get to certain places. But how far off do you think it might be in regards to getting um, accurate descriptions of cards for more like modern basketball, football stuff? Because sometimes you you run it through you run oh, into the are system. you talking about like card dealer pro like image recognition? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. So like that type of stuff. Like, are we so are we, we still <laughs> really far? Or? I'm probably uh, sharing a, a little bit of our dirty laundry, but we with the with the big soft with the the soft, next software update, we're cutting over to using the collects database, which is much more nice. Up to date. Um, we still we we still have a problem with modern parallels where. We we can't match it unless we have this the reference image, mm-hmm. and often those reference images just don't exist on eBay. Yeah, um, you know we we I don't know how much people even know this, but like even the companies that make these cards don't take pictures of them, right? They, <laughs> yeah, they get fabricated on site. You know they they kind of press in the 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 parallel border or whatever, but 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 a but a scan or a picture of that it never takes place yeah so as a result there's like nobody has i mean nobody has actually seen it so therefore it's like nay impossible to match it so we're we're committed to coming up with clever ways to kind of fill all those image gaps but um it's never going to be perfect because it's it's again it's the 
the, the image matching is fundamentally dependent upon having a, a source image reference image to compare um, so we can't match the fingerprint unless we have the the source you know the, the original fingerprint yeah no perfect I, I think that's that's only and then I was talking to Mac about a previous test getting on is like you know nothing's ever going to be flawless it's just a matter of how much less time it's going to you know it saves how much more time it saves me which is already an incredible amount of time so yeah I'm, I'm in. well I'm also really keen to get like you know like Boeing Chrome came out today right yeah yeah and like you know we have a lot of a lot of breakers who use car dealer pro but yeah. they want to use it on stuff that they just like Bowman Chrome 2023 because they know it's not in the system yet. Um, I'd love to get to a point where we have a new set come out and we, um, because I think we have enough people in our in our user base, enough CDP users that even if the the images aren't there, like they'll scan them, look them up, manually map them, and then we can populate all those images because they're good quality images. So I. I Getting that flywheel spinning a little faster and a little more immediately after a release comes out is is a, is definitely a big objective of ours. That's great. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, I think that's the hardest part for people like yourselves is like, as a consumer, we're in this world of like, I want it now, and I want it, you know. So to have to wait for the images and all these things, or that's got to be just a, a something that that's that's you want to keep up with the masses. But there's only so much you can do. So it's like. It's the world we live in now, which is, uh, but you guys are, this is, for all these new things you guys have put in place, it's been a, a night and day situation for sellers like our, like myself on eBay. It's crazy. Cool. Yeah. You're going to love the, you're going to love the, the software update. It's pretty, it's pretty, I was using it today. It's super slick. One, nice. One thing I just want to mention to you that I thought that really stuck with me is, you know, once you start selling a card on, like once you start doing any selling online, I don't think there's that much of a difference between a, just a typical small person like me or you stock who are just selling out of our houses versus an actual card shop. Yeah. A lot of the same problems are going through listing, going through inventory. And I think it seems like you all have that in mind and kind of see that vision and that trajectory of looking it up, getting it sold, but managing it along the process, whether you're doing this with 10 cards or 10,000 cards, and you kind of have that collector journey in mind, which I think is so cool. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, um, on top of like what we're doing with with the with Car Dealer Pro and like the sort of you know professional or semi professional sellers, and we've got a lot of collectors out there who um, are just looking to you know complete sets and you know build up their personal collection. Um, and so um, yeah, we're we're we're, we're you know, we're just as focused on that on the collect side of the house as as anything. Um, you know, one of the big opportunities though that we're I think I mentioned earlier is that we want to bring allow the car dealer pro uh, users to be able to also uh, get cards into the collects marketplace as well, where we charge much lower fees, um, yeah. you know, dramatically lower for dealers. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, save them a few bucks there from, from eBay, but also give them access to this like huge pool of people uh, buying and selling cars there. Right. And that actually leads to the next question was, you know, with that, with your marketplace and the lower fees, do you like envision yourself or see yourself as, a current or future competitor to people like eBay or are you more of an like we would like to be in addition to type thing where do you where do you see yourselves um I love eBay like so yeah. this is not I'm not taking anything away but yeah for sure we're, we're definitely going to be competing as a marketplace yeah. um I think that the the thing that's kind of cool about collects is that it's a it's more of a social marketplace right so you've got you know, your, your collection, you know, and some of your identity is kind of there. 
and you can talk to the other collectors, you can chat with them, you can negotiate deals, you can do all that. Um, you can do these things on, on Facebook too. So I'm not saying that there aren't other social marketplaces, there are. Um, but I think the fact that, you know, the app is purpose built for you to have your whole collection there opens up a lot of really cool opportunities, um, especially when you're, you know, if, if I'm looking to do a deal with, with you, Scott, and, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, um, like if, if I, if I see that you collect uh, Phillies or Eagles cards, sure. right. And then I can, I can start to kind of, kind of build up a deal around that and cobble together a whole bunch of, uh, bunch of cards that, that I might be interested in do, you know, do a bigger deal as a result. Yeah. Um, and I think safety is a big issue. So you guys, you guys and eBay enable me to sell stuff uh, safely, you know, whereas like social media stuff now with Facebook marketplace and people are still selling Instagram, the amount of, of people that have realized that they can scam people out of money if they're not knowledgeable enough is, is pretty steady. So having marketplaces like yourselves is just where I can chat with someone before, but still make deals. Whereas eBay, it's still frowned upon for some reason. It's like, no, you, you can't chat with anybody about specific things. Cause then we think you're going to sell off of eBay and we don't want that. Whereas like, you know, you allow it and it makes it easier to sell through the, the marketplace with you guys. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we did that for about a year where we were allowing people to connect and do deals essentially off platform, you know, basically like Venmo me, PayPal me. Um, we have not, we, we have absolutely found that most of those people that were doing deals are now using our marketplace because they want, I mean, the simplicity of it, uh, you know, which is like you check out with a credit card, you know, get the shipping label generated for you. Um, but then, you, yeah, you have the buyer protection, like those policies. I think, I think what's happened, the systems that really police that have actually started losing users because it's not a great consumer experience. And to your point, once you then weave in the ability for payment to the platform, it becomes such an obvious place to, to be doing deals. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Well, I know stock, I know you got to run. Um, Ted, this was awesome. I, yeah, this I feel great. like we could have three more episodes talking sure. about this kind of stuff. So uh, really appreciate Maybe we can have you back on here at some point. But I guess where would you recommend someone go check out more if they want to learn a little bit more about Collex? Uh, so Collex is a free app in the App Store and Google Play. Um, we have a website called collex.app. Um, we also have that piece of software we talked about, Card Dealer Pro, which you would go to. You can probably find it on the Collex website, but also carddealerpro.com. Um, and that is a, uh, it's primarily a, a web application, um, on there and we're on all the social media platforms. So you can follow us on TikTok or Instagram. Awesome. Well, this, this was great. And, uh, yeah, I've been using Collex and I've really enjoyed it. So I appreciate yeah. you being here and Hey, we'll, uh, we'll be in touch. And like I said, have to have you on for three or four more episodes as we get deeper into AI and, and technology in the space. For sure. Thanks so much. Man. I really appreciate